Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, along with my co-host, Ed Carbajal, and on a weekly basis, we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, how you doing? All right, man, just, uh, you know, grinding away through all the seasons here in Jersey, all the seasons in one day we got, so. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> weather's been pretty nice out here. Um, actually, you know, pretty cool, so. Uh, but a lot of action, uh, a lot of news lately. Um, I was obviously yeah. up in Bellator over the weekend, but uh, we've had some breaking news really in the last couple of days uh, about Brock Lesnar, apparently not going to be fighting Daniel Cormier any longer. Um, not real sure. All the details. Uh, you were saying that Dave Meltzer uh, was reporting earlier. Some news on that? Yeah, the uh, Wrestling Observer uh... That he does. I think it was Scoops that wrote about it first, or SE, yeah, SE Scoops wrote about it first. And there's an article over on MMANews.com if you want to read the uh, the exact quotes. But uh, it would seem that the reason uh, Lesnar quote unquote retired is because uh, he wanted a flat fee, because uh, obviously because the the, the pay per view model is not how it's how people know it, remember it to be. And um, you're the one that actually I actually thought of you when I read that news because you've been saying for a while like you know the uh, we'll never hear pay per view numbers so that's that's probably kudos to Brock Lesnar for you know being smart and saying listen I don't know how much points are worth anymore since I don't know what you guys are selling so uh, I don't blame him not for nothing I mean if if that's a contract if that's part of the contract and and you don't really know if it's going to be a, it's almost like uh, you know buying a lottery ticket you don't know what you're going to make. Yeah, well, I mean, people can knock Brock Lesnar for, for plenty of reasons, but he's definitely not a bad businessman. Mm -hmm. uh, he's figured out a way to make a lot of money in his career through pro wrestling and and uh, and trying out for football and, and UFC and, and MMA in general. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not going to fall for it. You know, he doesn't need yeah. the money per se. Um, at least I, I don't believe he needs the money. I, I think he makes plenty from pro wrestling to be able to, to get by, especially uh, living up in uh, – in the woods up in Canada. So I, you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal, but uh, yeah, he's not going to fall for their UFC uh, low balling and, and hiding the numbers. So yeah, I, it, that was the first thing I had some, a friend, uh, you know, commenting, oh, why is he retiring? I say, he's not really retiring. He's just yeah. walking away because the UFC doesn't want to pay him. And, uh, and I that's think a negotiating that's... tactic in business too. Like the first thing you do, I mean, you, 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 you threaten to walk away. I mean, people are still saying we'll probably see that fight, but uh I doubt it. I mean, obviously, not, obviously, they're already talking about uh, uh, Steep and DC in uh, in August. But uh, yeah, yeah, you. I mean, you you called it about the numbers being a thing, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if this is if this is something that comes across the table a lot, and we see, and we see more fighters uh, say no thanks. You know. Well, I mean, in a perfect world, if he doesn't want to fight for the UFC or deal with the things that the UFC would release him, and. Uh, you know, obviously I'm a big Fedor fan. It's not necessarily the fight that I'd like to see at this time in their career, but with DAZN being backing Bellator, I wonder what kind of money they would maybe throw at Brock Lesnar if they mm. thought they could do Fedor Lesnar in, in Bellator. Ooh. You know, I mean, like I said, <laughs> I, I, at this time in Fedor's career, I probably wouldn't want to see it per se, but it seems like a big money maker. And if DAZN wanted uh, to kind of I... shake it up, 
it would yeah it would, be, it would be there you know so just throwing that out there i have no idea if that is even possible especially with the ufc keeps his rights under under control but uh in a perfect world that would to me that's the scenario that makes the most sense and uh oh my god like yeah i mean the zone would definitely be a household name if that happened they, you know i mean they're, they're throwing yeah. They're throwing tens and hundreds of millions of dollars at these boxers. They don't really have any MMA guys. MMA is through organizations. They don't really have any exclusive kind of deals with with fighters per se. So, I don't know. I, I wonder if that would be something where they would they would come to the table and go, "Hey, here's here's twenty five million for Brock for for a three fight deal. We want him to fight Fedor, Bader, and and Josh Barnett." You know, or whatever, however, you know, however the, you know, it, it worked out or if you heck, we bring him on a Russian tour and have him fight Fedor, Karatanov and, and Minkinov, you know, or, so I don't know, just something, just something to think about and be kind of fun if that happened. But we know that fun stuff doesn't always, doesn't always no. happen, no. you know, there's always a business behind it, but you know, uh, as far as fights that did get signed, though, well, okay, getting back to the Brock thing. So it looks like it's going to be Stipe getting his rematch uh, against uh, Cormier uh, August 17th, uh, UFC 241 here in Anaheim. You know, close for me. I'll probably go. It's not a fight I'm really looking forward to. I was at the first one, and I, I just, you know, if Car- Cormier's only got two or three more fights in his career, this is not necessarily a fight that I mm. would pick for him. So, but anyways, uh, Good for Steve if he gets it. You know he does deserve another heavyweight title fight, but just not not the way I would have done it. I would like to see him take one more fight to to get back and knock out a, a top ten com- competitor. Um, but fights that did get signed, uh, we had rumored it. Um, I actually heard rumors uh, a couple months ago, but didn't really want to speak out too much. I'm not uh, I'm not here to try to break fight news or anything like that. But uh, uh, Kyoji Horiguchi is coming to the Bellator cage. June 14th, Madison Square Gardens in your backyard uh, to fight uh, Darren Caldwell uh, going for that, going for the Bantamweight title in Bellator. That is a, uh, that's a super fight. That is a super fight. And, and, uh, you know, as I I mentioned it last week, Caldwell, I mean, he's from around here. He's from Rawway, New Jersey. So he's definitely going to bring in, I mean, there's folks, the wrestling culture is pretty deep here in Jersey and, uh, that's where Caldwell comes from, so he's going to bring like a lot of, a lot of uh, 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 folks that are familiar with him. I mean, there's there's folks that know he holds the title at Bellator and don't really follow the sport, but they know Darren Caldwell is a champion over there. So uh, they definitely are going to fill some seats in the Garden with that with that booking alone. Um, yeah, definitely a big deal. Yeah, I mean that card. Uh, so that card's got Machina San in. It's got uh, Horiguchi, uh, Caldwell. And uh, it's got uh, it had Neiman Gracie in, in the second round of the uh, Walter White Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of Bellator 220 over the weekend, he will be fighting Rory McDonald, the defending mm-hmm. Walter White champion. Um, although he didn't necessarily advance the way that uh, that most saw it happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Uh, I mean the fight was. Uh, you know, John Fitch is a is a. a, a whether it's entertaining or not, it's it's an it's a difficult opponent in John Fitch, you know. And um, the funny thing was, like Rory, Rory had a plan, and um, I think he the the comments he made afterward too was just his own frustration with himself because obviously, not that he backpedaled, but he uh, after you know obviously he released a statement later this week 
saying he's obviously going to be in. He'll be cleared for uh, 222 in June against Demon, and um, you know he's going. He's the, he's the one holding the belt, so he's got to he's got to follow through. But um, I think that I mean it's a frustrating person to fight, and I think that the comments he made afterwards were just his frustration. I know uh, Fitch uh, said he he's, he wants to hang it up too, and um, you know uh, that's not the first time he talked about it when he he did the last final. World Series of Fighting event here in New York City. He was talking about retirement back then, so that's twice. If he wants to retire, I mean, you know, he should. And obviously, uh, you know, he's had a long career, so that that's uh, that's on him if he wants to do it. But that fight, man, I mean, uh, it, it's definitely a. It was frustrating to watch, but I mean, if, if you look deep enough, I mean, there's still things worth worth noting. Um, and Fitz shutting down Rory's pressure and and Rory's uh, handling. Handling the pressure from Fitch well and get you know getting off the cage and stuff. He just, I personally think he just couldn't get the range he wanted to plug away and uh, you know land a shot that would hurt Fitch to end the fight early the way he initially said he wanted to. Yeah, I mean obviously I traveled up for the fight. Um, I've seen some mixed reactions to the fight. Actually, most people are were complaining about it being boring. I I love the fight. Yeah, uh, and I know. You know, you've labeled me just bleed lately, but uh, I thought the fight was great. For me, that was kind well, of a... you're on and off. You're you're like yeah, you're like you know, bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, and I'll explain why I liked it. One, uh, we when we talked about the show and when we've kind of previewed this over the, uh, a few episodes, we've all kind of assumed that Rory's gonna was gonna work his way through this. It might have been a decision, but we'd assume that he was gonna win this fight pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, to go into the fight and see a 41 year old John Fitch who for about a decade was the number two Walter Wade in the entire world. And had he not come in the same era as George St. Pierre, uh, we'd likely be talking about Fitch as a no doubt Hall of Famer, multiple title defenses, uh, you know, an all-time great in UFC history. So he comes along in, in a tough time in his career, and he gets this shot, which a lot of people didn't really even think he should have necessarily been in the tournament. He did beat Paul Daly in his in his Bellator debut at uh, at Bellator 199. Kind of a, a unexciting fight, but a typical John Fitch shutdown. So he goes mm-hmm. into this fight and he's fighting a guy who's kind of at least in my mind I thought they were kind of similar in style in in a sense, but Rory had the more violent you know, they both kind of yeah. had the wrestle, I'm going to shut you down, I can kind of yeah. control you, but Rory obviously had the stand up and more violent. So we get into the fight and Rory comes out, and it seems like he's going to kind of do his thing early on. And then Fitch just takes a couple of head kicks, eats some, you know, keeps coming forward. And by by the third round, you just felt like this momentum shift. And you see John Fitch doing what he has been doing for the last 15 years. And he's taking him down, and he's pitter-patting him. He's doing his thing, but he, he's constantly pressuring the fight and basically shut down Rory for half the fight. Mm-hmm. Um I just I, I appreciated him being able to do at 41 what he's basically done his whole career against yeah. somebody he wasn't supposed to do. So that's yeah. why I enjoyed it. Um, and I don't think we mentioned, but the fight did end in a draw. It ended up in a split draw. One judge had it for Fitch. Two judges had it for a decision. I personally thought John Fitch won the fight. It was a hard fight to score. I just felt like at the end of the fight that he had imposed his will more. And... You know, and that doesn't win on the scorecards. So I understand the yeah. scores. The, the scores from the judges were crazy, first of all. Um, <laughs> yeah. I accept a draw, but the fact that all three judges gave Fitch a 10-8 third round is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, I was rooting for Fitch as the fight progressed. Um, I actually went back and forth. There was times I was rooting for Fitch, and then there was times I was rooting for Rory to, to, 
to go in and get the kill, you know, but, uh, yeah. so the judges giving him a 10, eight was ludicrous. Um, and then, and then there was a later round, I think it was the fourth round where it was about a 50, 50 round and all three judges gave it to, to Rory. Um, I don't know. I was okay with the draw after, you know, I did, but I definitely thought Fitch had, had done enough to, uh, to probably win. And I feel like if he was a little bit more of an exciting fighter, he, he might've gotten a little bit more of a, of a lean in, in some of the judges calls. Um, yeah. That's with all that statement, yeah. you know, with all that said, I also feel like, you know, I realized Roy's comments afterwards were a little bit weird. He talked about, you know, not being as violent and God maybe kind of influencing him to not be as, as much into fighting. Um, I, I, when you start talking like that, it makes me wonder if you need to take some time away. You know, he took a beating by Musashi. Yeah. And, and when that fight happened, I even mentioned that maybe the Rory that fights Fitch will not be the same Rory that we know because you don't know what Musashi is going to do to you. Um, and that's, I kind of feel like that that's what happened. Um, there's alternates in this tournament. Uh, I, I feel like uh, it wouldn't be, he's not going to do it. But I, I feel, again, in a perfect world, Rory wouldn't have been a bad thing to kind of step aside, say it was a draw, either let Fitch or an alternate advance, and Rory just fights the winner of the tournament, a chance to get his belt back. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's not that doesn't set up the fight with Gracie. You know? Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a hard sell. I mean, and, and, and Gracie's Neiman's uh, Gracie's not the type of guy to call anybody out. So he pretty much says he'll, he's ready for anyone he wants. He wants all the fights from from everyone in the bracket. He said he said as much when I spoke to him in New York. But um, the thing is, uh, you know, I guess I guess the reasoning because since it was a draw and the title doesn't change hands and it it is for that weight class, that's the reasoning behind having um, McDonald advance. Um, kind of a weak way to advance too. So I would hope that would motivate Rory to to wanna, you know. Maybe turn off that uh, lighthearted speak. I don't know what else. I'm yeah, trying to think of I a mean, nice way to say it, but uh, yeah, I mean, even but uh, even uh, I don't know if you saw how he he elaborated an hour after the fight when he went to the post fight press conference and he was just like, you know, my it was I was going through a lot of things and my you know I'm still thinking about the fight and uh, um, but uh, he still said he I mean from the beginning he uh, he said he. He was already thinking about fighting Neiman, so I guess that's fine letting it happen that way. I hope it doesn't undersell that fight for a 222 in June um, just because of the way it happened. I mean, I don't know, uh, maybe because of where it was at, they couldn't do another round like because it's a tournament fight. You would think it would call for another round, but it was a majority draw, right? Yeah, but it's because it was a five-round fight. The commission's, was, only, the yeah. commission's only allowed 25 minutes of action per night. Um, so that's, that's the result of that. I don't know. Um, it makes the Gracie take for the PFL, you know, PFL kept them short for that reason. So that, yeah, I mean, they're title fights though. I mean, I don't mind the five round thing. It's just, uh, it's a rarity. We don't get a lot of decisions and uh, draws, I should say. Um, that's true. I I don't know. So it's just one of those things that happens and it's just unfortunate that it happened in in a tournament where it makes it kind of screwy. It does make the, uh, Gracie fight interesting though. Um, I would have taken, you know, if you told me Rory, if Rory stomps through Fitch, I, I think he would have, you know, I would have picked him pretty heavily over Gracie at this point, if his mental, you know, if he's at that point mentally where he's questioning what he's really doing in the cage, um, 
I think Gracie's going to choke him out. I, I, <laughs> you know, it's changed yeah. my perspective on it. I think that, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's just where I'm, mean, that's what my pick is right now. We'll see where we're at in, in six weeks when it gets closer. And I've had a chance to kind of absorb what's really gone on. But just my initial reaction is that if John Fitch can do that to Rory McDonald, then uh, a young hungry Gracie is, is going to eat him alive. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, it, uh, it was, Chael actually hinted at it at the press conference in New York, you know, uh, the last time they were there, when he fought in the garden, you know, Gracie was like an undercard. Uh, he was on the undercard, and people were just like, "Oh, it's just a, some new Gracie." And then all this time passed now, and, and he made it. You know, he got past Ed Ruth when people thought Ed Ruth was going to give him problems. And um, now with this fight, it's like it's he, he would likely be the favorite. Obviously, if if once they start taking odds for it, uh, Gracie would be against um, McDonald just because you know that that. Even though he 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 backpedal and the Bellator released a statement and he released his own statement afterwards, it still makes you wonder really like how motivated are you to do this thing, you know? Yeah, I mean I gotta see the odds. I would assume that McRory would be the favorite, but maybe maybe it'll be closer to even. I, I don't. I think Gracie is still a little bit of an unknown commodity, even though you know because Ruth wasn't a little bit of an unknown. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think the gambling world. Uh, might not be looking at so much like we are, where we kind yeah, of can see can see the talent as opposed to the name. But the Gracie name obviously still carries some weight. Um, also, uh, superstar Lemele McFarlane on that card uh, survived uh, by doctor stoppage. Uh, opened up a nasty gash on mm-hmm. the forehead of uh, Vida Ortega in the third round. Uh, f- another fight I didn't didn't go. You know, Vida was, is one tough lady, and yeah. Uh, you know her build is almost makes it is a tough matchup. She's she's kind of heavier on the bottom. You know she's got big legs and you know, <laughs> thighs and stuff. I don't know how to say it, but you know it, it makes it harder for the takedown. Yeah. You know she's she's a she's a well a, a strong built woman and and yeah. it's not it doesn't it, it it her her build makes it seem to to kind of neutralize McFarland's ability to get her down and uh and her sprawling ability just kept McFarland yeah. at bay for for a lot of the fight. I mean, uh, she Artiga doesn't get the credit she deserves. I mean, not for nothing. When when she fought uh, Anastasia, Anastasia Yankova and she lost the decision to her, I thought she won that fight. I thought she got robbed. So, um, and and that seems to happen to her a lot. And I don't know if it's because people just knocking her because she's you know she's uh, somebody that's always uh, been an undercard fighter. But one person that wasn't was McFarland. She already knew. She watched enough of her fights and said, "This is a tough chick." And she did, she proved it because, uh, mind you, the doctor had to stop that fight. She actually wasn't. She actually did an interview. I read uh, uh, this morning. Uh, she spoke with a MMA junkie, and she wasn't even aware that she she thought the cut was. Uh, she felt the pain from the cut, but she thought it was just a welt, and she actually thought the blood was McFarlane's until they separated them, and uh, you know they called the doctor over, and that's when she kind of knew things were bad. And she kept saying that that she could see, she could see, but uh, because of how you know you could see her skull through that cut, uh, they were just like the doctor was like, "This is not going to stop bleeding. We have to stop the fight." And um, but uh, McFarlane obviously wants to wants to give her a rematch because she probably would, she probably has her own criticisms of, of the fight on her own on her own end, and uh, I I think that's a rematch that uh, I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, I don't think we're going to see her back. She's got 15 stitches from that cut. The interview, she she actually said she'd prefer to come back in December, 
I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that rematch sooner than that, just because of demand. But uh, if they they obviously want to go back to Hawaii, I mean that would be a nice car, uh, fight to put back on a on a Hawaii card with uh, McFarlane in her, in her neck of the woods. Yeah, that's what I figure is going to happen. I don't I don't think they're going to risk Alimale fighting anybody before then, um, especially since they have this fight already set up and they can use the excuse that they got to wait for Vita to heal up and and everything like that. So it kind of gives them a reason to put her on the shelf for the what is it? The seven months or so um, yeah. before that fight, and obviously they want her on that card. Um, but a big win for her. She keeps her belt, moves to ten and zero. Um, other fights on that card. I don't know if you were able to catch them. Uh, probably the fight of the night: Benson Henderson, Adam Piccolotti. Uh, great fight. Yeah. Um, Action packed. Uh, Henderson squeaked out a split decision. I didn't necessarily see it that way. Um, I had Piccolotti probably winning twenty nine twenty eight. But it was close. Uh, and I was happy for Henderson. He put in, you know, he from from bell to bell, both guys left it in the cage, and yeah. there was uh, there was not a second in that fight where there really wasn't some action. Piccolotti kind of uh, took him down in the third round and kind of was running the clock out a little bit. But um, the first rounds were, were first two rounds were straight fireworks. So kind of get that, and then Henderson reversed at the end, and probably is what uh, influenced the judges a little bit. Um, to give him the to give him the nod, um, but a good fight for both guys. Uh, Phil Davis, Liam McGeary, uh, picked Davis to win. Didn't see it becoming a kickboxing fight. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know where McGeary goes from here. I'm not sure. I, you know, there was a time I thought he was a top ten hit light heavyweight in the entire world. Yeah, man, he was a Bellator champ, but um, he just doesn't seem to. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it, but he just doesn't. Maybe he needs to go and, and fight some little lesser competition, get a couple wins, and, and really get his uh, get his mojo back. I, I don't really know what else. I don't see him beating any of the top guys in Bellator anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was an odd, uh, I mean, not odd, but I mean, you know, he lost a tooth, broken jaw. Um, and uh, even with the, I, I thought we would have seen something different because he changed camps. But um, whatever it is, it, it's, it's, it's him. He's got to figure it out. Um, I know they're talking. Somebody had spoke to him during fight week about uh, because he's got a kid now, and they're like, "Would you want your kid to fight or some something to that effect?" And he was just like, uh, he he was saying negative things about the the sport and the business side of it. So maybe that's there's something there that's making him um, not have that fire he had when he was coming up, you know? Because I remember when uh, when he when he when he made his way up to to get the, when he held the title. Um, he was knocking out guys left and right, doing the the, the two in, inverted uh, triangles and all that stuff. But so I don't know. But uh, whatever it is, he's got to figure it out. And um, with that injury, he's gonna have the time to 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 do it. So uh, I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, seems like a short like uh, rise to to the title, and then it's just like he's now was he three three in a row now, right? He lost. Yeah, I mean, well, he's lost to. I mean, double check on that um he might have he beat uh he squeezed in a win over king mo in the middle there so yeah, he lost right. he lost yeah. to vassal he lost to nemkov he beat king mo and then he lost to phil davis so he was coming yeah. off a win but yeah I, I don't uh i don't know i feel like he needs to go work with somebody like freddie roach or something and just figure out his boxing i mean he's, he's six foot six you know but he doesn't really use his length he, he, early on in bellator he used to use his jab and his reach yeah. he knocked guys out and um, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Phil Davis looked great in the fight. I mean, for, for what Phil Davis does for him to stand in front of McGeary for, for two and a half rounds and 
and finish him standing basically. And then, I mean, he fin- ended up finishing him on the ground, but it was after he dropped him and broke his jaw. And I mean, props to Phil Davis, but uh, it's, it, if you would have told me they would, the fight would never really hit the ground until, you know, two minutes into the third round, I probably would have told you that, that Davis was getting pummeled up a little bit, but yeah, didn't happen. Uh, speaking of things that didn't happen, uh, Jacare during UFC <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, the same, uh, same night, uh, I, I predicted, uh, him taking the fight with Hermanson, uh, wasn't a good decision. And that's kind of how it turned out. Uh, uh, Hermanson wins a uh, unanimous decision, uh, basically three rounds to two. Uh, but he pretty much dominated the whole fight. Uh, Souza had a couple minutes where he, he did some good striking, but uh, just a, uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, like I said, uh, when you get older, uh, him taking a last minute replacement against the up and comer was, was not the decision I would have made if I was his team. Um, from a fan's perspective, it's great. The main event didn't get completely canceled, but uh, I would have, uh, I wouldn't have taken that fight. I, it was just a, it was just set up to, to have something like this and allow uh, Hermanson to, uh, to thrive in his first main event opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 when was the last time we, uh, Jacques Ray fought? Didn't he, he come back off of something or he had a layoff? Well, he fought, uh, he fought Weidman at two, two thirty. He got the knockout. Yeah, so that's um, like. But he's been yeah. alternating wins and losses. He yeah. beat Tim Boach. He lost to Whitaker. He beat Brunson. He lost to Gasolum. He beat Weidman, and now he loses to Hermanson. Um, yeah, you know, I just he knew he was about a fight away from the title, and uh, I think he would have played his cards better to kind of. Uh, hey, maybe they could do him and out. Branch. I mean, him and Branch have been trying to get Branch wanted him for a little while. I don't know where David Branch is after his loss, but that wouldn't. I think that'd be a nice uh, co-main event uh, or you know undercard fight on the main card or something, if uh, if they're still doing uh, w- working with Branch and him, you know. Yeah, no, that fight makes sense. Um, a rematch maybe with Gastelum makes a little bit of sense uh, mm-hmm. since their first fight was a split decision, and uh, a lot of people thought Jacare won that fight. So perhaps that that's another fight that can kind of keep him relevant. Uh, honestly, a rematch with Chris Weidman I would, would be a good fight. That was a fight of the year. Uh, candidate for last year so there's still fights for him i just uh you know i i, I don't know where he uh I, it's just not the fight i would have taken uh and i don't know if if basically if jockery has got to be a stand-up fighter he just is not he's not going to be a world champion I think, yeah i think we can all kind of agree on that so that was the main event um other fights of note uh mike perry uh defeated cowboy Oliveira uh by decision in a uh a, a great outstanding back and forth yeah. fight. Uh, both guys hurt each other, uh, but it yeah. went kind of how we both predicted it. Uh, the heavy yeah. puncher eventually caught up to, to Oliveira. Yeah. Oliveira has trouble with those rough and rough and tumble uh, brawler type dudes. It seems. Yeah. I mean, he comes out and does damage early and then he gets, eventually gets hurt. I mean, it's just, if you fight a, if you're a brawling style, eventually you get hit and he doesn't seem to rebound as well. Uh, as yeah. some of the other guys. As uh, Mike Perry. <laughs> as Mike Perry. Does. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, or speaking of that, Glover Teixeira, who took a uh, who took a beating uh, from Ian Kutalaba uh, early, uh, was uh, rode out the first round and uh, and came back in the second round and was actually able to finish a tired Kutalaba uh, with a rear naked choke. Uh, big win for Glover, um, a, you know, uh, keeping him relevant. Um, 
even after all these years, his 29th career win. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Sandhagen uh, defeated John Lineker. Another split yeah. decision, another uh, all-out brawl for about three rounds. Both guys kind of did what everybody expected. Uh, I wasn't watching the fight as uh, as closely as I probably should. I actually thought Lineker won. Now, being a split decision, obviously one of the judges kind of agreed with me, but I was leaning towards him. Uh, I was a little bit surprised by the oh. decision. But I was happy with that decision because I won money on that fight. Oh, well, there you go. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no real losers in the fight, though. Yeah. Both guys' uh, stock will rise, and, and both guys can have any fight that they want because um, people will pay to watch them. Uh, probably a bigger win for Sandhagen as he moves to eleven and one, and yeah, um, it gets his name out there. So, so that's pretty much it for the Bellator uh, and uh, UFC wrap up over the weekend. Um, this weekend, uh, there is a UFC card in Ottawa, a UFC Plus card. So, not one of your favorite things in the world, but um, couple, <laughs> couple top uh, couple fights uh, of interest: the co-main event, Derek Brunson and Elias Theodoro. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting fight. Uh, I I think uh, I feel like uh, Elias is probably on the way up where Bronson's kind of peaked and is is probably on the downside uh, yeah. of his career. Uh, I only uh, I only think uh, Theodoro might might take this one just because uh, not not so much because of what you just said, but because uh, Theodoro is just a weird like awkward gangly like goofy fighter. And I think that I mean that that's a hard fight. Like if you I don't know if you've ever if you've ever trained with anyone that just moves the way he moves, it's kind of like annoying and, and just annoying and weird. Like that'll throw off your game and, and you'll lose because of that. Yeah, and somebody like Brunson kinda of just comes straight forward. Yeah. So that that style could definitely throw him off a little bit and uh possibly open himself up to some counters. Um I don't think it'll be a finish. I think uh, Theodoro will win a decision uh on Saturday night. And, uh, and yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, and then the main event, uh, Raging Ally Kenta, uh, from uh, from your woods, uh, against Cowboy Cerrone, Strong Island, yeah, uh, <laughs> against Cowboy Cerrone, uh, potential fight of the year candidate again, uh, if if both guys come out, yeah. uh, I, I I'm kind of on the fence on this fight. Me too. <laughs> um. Hard to pick because they're both killers. They are, and and stylistically, I feel like uh, Al will have size on Cerrone, um, and probably have some power. Yeah. Uh, but I think Cerrone is more active, and uh, and te- he's he's more technically sound, I would say, as far as like a striker because of his kickboxing background. I mean, they're both they're both. Uh, I want to say as far as their submissions and grappling. Well, not the wrestling, but like like the submission grappling. Um, I, I would say, I mean, Iakinto trains with, with high level grapplers coming, you know, the, uh, Longo, um, you know, Sarah Longo, MM, it's, it's all, there's all jujitsu guys in there with, with, uh, Longo striking. Um, but, uh, Iakinto might have the better wrestling that'll be, so he might have better pressure. So I, I want to say he could probably squeeze out a decision maybe, but, um, you know, obviously if, if Cerrone is on. The way he's been, um, he could he could tag him up too. I mean, I could take a punch, obviously, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Al's got the better wrestling. Obviously, I think Cerrone has the the, the better submission skills, the better mm-hmm. jujitsu. Um, God, I 
I uh, let's see. It's a five round fight. I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is to me, this is a toss up fight. I'm going to go with raging Al by a late finish Mm. um, due to punches. Uh, I could see him. I I feel like Cerrone might kind of gas him. I know he's gas tank is, is never been questioned and I'm not questioning it now, but I feel like he might come out, uh, do some damage early. Uh, Al will survive it and maybe land something big. Yeah. uh, That, that kind of, that dazes him down. uh, Maybe, maybe late in the fourth, uh, early in the fifth. I, I don't know. I, if you're listening, I wouldn't put any money on that, but that's just kind of yeah. Kind of, uh, how I'm, I'm actually it. I'm actually not betting on this weekend. <laughs> I usually bet a few fights, even if I'm like like a, uh you know like I always bet a few something or find a parlay that interests me. But uh, this card overall is one that that I'm just gonna stay away from. And this fight in particular, like it's hard. I mean, what you're saying makes a lot of sense because I could see. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, have you know? There's there's been times where Cerrone's had trouble with guys that, that press him. I mean, he had that issue that happened with Darren Till. Um, I'm trying to think who else who else gave him a hard time. I mean, RDA that... did, but it was quick. Yeah. He came out, he stormed him, and hit him with a body shot. That's actually something I could maybe see. Alec, uh, Al hits him, uh, throws some kind of punch to the body, does mm-hmm. some damage, and, and is able to, to get in on him and, yeah. and finish him. I, it'd be curious to see the size uh, difference when they do their weigh-ins tomorrow. Um I mean, Al's yeah. fought. Al's fought at one seventy. I know. I guess they both have. Um, yeah, I but imagine. Both, I mean, one fifty five, and then, and uh, I mean, it's not like like uh, Cerrone's been there before, and Iakint has been. That's where he's been. So um, I, I don't know if that, that that's going to be too much of an issue. Um, I, I I think uh, I think the pressure. I, I'm going to lean towards Iakint, not just because he's from Strong Island, but because uh, just because. Uh, you know, I I, th- I think he might be able to weather the storm of Cerrone, and like you said, I just I just feel like guys like I I Kenter are bad news for a Cowboy. Yeah, and I mean a win for him puts him in a huge money fight. I mean I know he got that last minute title fight with uh, Habib uh, in last uh, I believe it was last April, but um, yeah the the Connor bus incident. That yeah, whole week, uh, yeah, so two twenty three. 223 yeah so i mean that was a kind of a last minute thing but a win here basically gives him you know there's not many options you know you got maybe holloway you got ferguson and you got uh connor there's not a lot of other you know he at that point he, he's he's established himself that he's beaten everybody below uh his ranking in four so do we have connor though <laughs> i mean well uh... I'm if, not we saying, go, I'm... if we go back to the, the the Brock and the ESPN thing, I wonder if that's going to be something Connor is going to you know retire from too. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm just pointing out guys that are ranked yeah, ahead yeah. of him. That, that I hear would, you. You know that he would be on his radar and he would have a legitimate uh, argument to be able to fight. I mean, right now Cerrone's a perfect matchup for him. You know, it, it allow you know he took the fight with Habib last minute, but he still hadn't necessarily been a world. I mean. He hasn't been a world beater. He hasn't beaten anybody that we would consider necessarily a world champion. So this is kind of a fight where he gets to fight another, uh, not a journeyman, not a gatekeeper, but a, a you know, a, a real constant, you know, top five fighter in the world, and 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 then make that jump to fight the the world champions and the and the number one contenders. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a good fight. Uh, look forward to it. Um, so there, yeah. So we got UFC that Saturday night. Um, Earlier in the day, well, starting off, actually, the action kicks off uh, with big time MMA Friday night for the females uh, Invicta fighting championship. Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising, eight female 
tournament, uh, 115 pounds, kicks off on Fight Pass uh, Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that'll be fun, going old school with a tournament. Um, Saturday, we got the uh, the Bellator. There's actually a Bellator event in, uh, in Birmingham, Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, England. Uh, Brett Primus uh, versus uh, Tim Wilde. Uh, should be another good fight. Derek Campos is also on the card, along with Fabian Edwards. Uh, and Raymond Daniels makes his Bellator MMA debut. Uh, he is there. Uh, he is currently uh, the Bellator kickboxing world champion and, and was a glory champion. And uh, he's only one in MMA, but uh, that fight was a few years back. So we'll see how he does there. Uh, that kicks off approximately, I believe, 2.30 Eastern time on yeah. Bellator.com. Uh, then the UFC card is that evening also. And then uh, in the boxing world on DAZN, eight, I believe 8 p.m. Eastern, possibly 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, the main card for uh, Canelo uh, Jacobs kicks off. So, uh, yeah, we'll try and get Daniel, who was out here in New York drinking with me. We actually took him to the garden uh, so he could could see where a lot of DAZN events happen. Um, we'll try to get him on, uh, maybe uh, talk about that fight uh, next week. No promises, obviously, with our with our flaky ass guests. Just quickly on boxing, <laughs> did you see that Miller who tested positive for three different steroids or whatever and lost his fight with uh, with Joshua? Did you see that they they uh, they headed down to suspension? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> six months. Oh six, wow! <laughs> six months for basically testing positive for for animal tranquilizer. So uh, that's that's the world of of boxing, wow. yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> So that that really won't hurt him too much. He'll get another fight uh, lined yeah. up probably by the end of the year. Uh, but uh, anyways, so that's the action. Invicta, UFC, Bellator, Canelo Jacobs. Uh, look forward to it all. Fans can always catch us at Combat Hour on Twitter. Uh, catch me at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter and at Carbeerzal on Instagram. Uh, look forward to talking to you over the weekend and uh, seeing how this action unfolds, Ed. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, I'll definitely be uh, – I'm not going out drinking with anybody visiting from the West Coast, so I should be around watching fights. Uh, really quick, uh, the uh, MMA World, uh, the Fighters Only MMA uh, Awards, uh, there's a link up uh, on the Twitter handle for the, this podcast uh um mma media outlet uh nominees one of them is sure dog i write for them so if you guys uh wouldn't mind going out and clicking clicking a vote uh greatly appreciate it be nice if sure dog got some some of their old school uh you know popularity back yeah and uh it's not mma but rest in peace peter mayhew actor who played chewbacca uh big part of uh i know both of our childhoods so uh Rest in peace to him and, and thoughts yeah. to his family. Uh, he passed away at 74 today. Uh, until next week, Ed, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you. All right, man. Peace.